I I'm Worm. I'm a stereoholic. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Let me get my fucking toker poker. I can't find it. There it is. I can't live without this thing. Do you have one? Like you put your dick in it? <laughs> what? It has a little needle thing. Oh, you said bick. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. You know what's funny? I'm being very <laughs> serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Worm. Vermilion, if you're nasty. Thank the you. Worm Million Edition. With the little gems, we're going to pull them out of Worm. So bend Ooh. over, Worm. Ooh, yeah. Should we x ray this first? Yo, can, can, you, can, can we can we get some blue at least? Damn. Bend the fuck over. So, hey, my name is David Worm Gutierrez. I go by Wormillion. I've been on stereo since week three. Um, I guess I'm a podcaster and a street artist. I'm in the Los Angeles area. Um, and graffiti is my original background, um, although I'm not a vandal like I used to be. Um, I'm still with, you know, the the spirit of graffiti. I believe it's the it's the only uh, media that isn't uh, controlled by some sort of corporation. Um, it's the voice of the streets. Um, not so much into street art. You know, I, the term I'm not so much okay with. But um, anyways, the the spirit of vandalism is I'm fine with that. I really don't. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like billboards all over the place. That people don't like graffiti to me is like the same thing. Um, mm. But I'm all about expression, self-expression. Um, I, I think that, you know, people need to express themselves more and be more genuine and uh, transparent, be more direct. Um, but at the same time, people do need to, you know, appreciate kind of the simple things and, and yet not be so simple. Um, mm. I do try to encourage people to be, you know, more curious and intellectually uh, driven um, I guess I consider myself a bit of a smart ass. I don't know how smart I really am, but, um, I, I got a smart <laughs> mouth for sure, but that's about it. That's, that's me. And, uh, I'm always making art. I'm always looking to collaborate with other artists and, uh, I consider myself a visionary. Perfect. Fucking lovely. Thank you for that. First question. What would you like an acquaintance to think about you after you first met? Okay. They say to themselves, he's funny, but not insane Hmm. funny. Even though I do think it's a very thin line. I want Mm. people to think that I'm rational, that I have Mm -hmm. my shit together. Uh, Obviously, because I don't, right? Like, but I I just want them to think that. And uh, I think uh, just a little self-consciousness thinking, man, you know, because I just have to make those jokes. I have to say things that, are, you know, it's it's edgy, right? You make edgy right. jokes. Some sometimes they don't hit, and you know, sometimes people you know, give you a the side eye, and they think, oh, I don't know about this guy, <laughs> that joke. Right. And that happens, and, you know. But it's bound. And to you happen, want them right? to think, oh, he's not insane, but he chose <laughs> the line. Right. Well, it's it's weird because you know, with the whole uh, being an artist thing. You know, being eccentric yeah. is a, it's kind of a, a like a requirement. Um, some right. of it is forgiven, and yet, you know, where's that line between like, oh, that's brilliant, or that's genius and creative, mm-hmm. or that's just fucking mm-hmm. batshit crazy and you're scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It's almost like sometimes one person's batshit crazy is someone else's genius as fuck. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah. And it's like, if you're on the line of genius, that's the side that you're on, then you think the people who think that it's batshit just don't fucking get it and they're not supposed to. So then on the flip, like if you take that and you reverse it, then the things that are batshit crazy almost make you, well, at least can have like an intrigue to it because it's like, wait, why is this brilliant to so many? You know what I mean? Mm, mm-hmm. I love dissecting that sort of stuff. Right. Um, but I, I do I do tend to come off of maybe um, because um, I'm an NE Don. That's my my uh, cognitive function is is uh, extroverted intuition, which m- makes okay. me look scatterbrained and uh, kind of all over the mm-hmm. place. But I swear I got sure. my shit together. I know what I'm doing. Right. It's like I'm not gonna uh, hurt you. beautiful chaos, uh, mayhem <laughs> that organized chaos. Yeah. It's not that chaotic, to be honest. Um, yeah, but it, no. it can seem that way, definitely. Um, when I meet people and I really want to make a good impression, I guess I don't make as many jokes. Um, right. I, I talk less about myself, just talk less in general. Um, right. But if I've had a few drinks, I'm, you know, cutting loose, then yeah, I'm probably going to say all sorts of things that I'm, you know, going to not regret, but maybe think back on like, hope that was all right. Reflect on, yeah. Yeah. Yeah kind of wonder about <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's not that i want everyone to like me but i really but i no i do pu- i push the envelope and it's kind of it's my own fault <clears throat> maybe you push the envelope because of what you said from the beginning right there you it's you don't really want everybody to like you right true yeah so it's like the envelope is a lot more worth pushing when that is like your thought process it's hard if you're opposite of that, like if you're, if you're, you just become a people pleaser, mm-hmm. right? And then you don't feel authentic. So sometimes I think that for me at least, like, and I think maybe with you, um, maybe you want to drive to push it a little further to test and to like uh, get the, the fake ones away or the yes. ones you're not interested away. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? That's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, it's like a, a quick, um, you know, because those people that are going to judge you off the bat, right, you want basically you want them out of the way anyway. So let them judge right. you, let them, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. kick rocks. And then you're left right. with the, the real ones, you know, the people who aren't judgmental or people who are on your on wavelength, you know. Right, right, right. I yeah. couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Perfect. Second question, Worm, how do you use music? Oh, fuck. I use music to motivate me. I use music as therapy. You know, we both freestyle and, you know, we're artists in that sense. Um, So that definitely is something that, you know, I have to put in there. I don't just listen to music or um, dance like Taylor Swift to music, even though I do. Right. I, I like to put on, like, I mean, loud music. I need it loud. And it wakes me up, gets me going in the morning. Um, when I'm painting, like it kind of puts the whole rhythm uh, in my step, and uh, mm-hmm. I shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> I really, you know what? I the number three question is what songs are on your go-to playlist? Ooh, and um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure Taylor Swift is all over that bitch. T Swift, T Swift, yeah. shake <laughs> it off. Okay, followed by Kesha. Um, oh shit. TikTok. Uh, there you go, that one. And uh, yeah. I don't know. We got some um, 
some uh, Tori Amos in there and some. Oh my gosh. No, but uh, I do I do like pop. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I like pop. Oh good. Okay, so this is interesting. I didn't know this. I'm you mainstream, do like homie. pop. There's something wrong with me. No, there's nothing wrong with you. So okay, so tell me a little bit about this. Like what to pop speaks to you like how does that mm. help you or when you're using music for whatever how does pop change it differently than say rap yeah it's a whole different like like mindset when i listen to pop music i think maybe not exactly like a like the the normal person or you know the average person but it definitely puts me in a, like a more positive place at least more neutral Whereas the music that I that I like, you know, the stuff that's, you know, my shit right. is u- usually intense and um, moody or, um, you know, angry, ah. aggressive, so and smooth. so that that evokes a certain type of art out of me. Um, right. But um, no, listening to pop music definitely will uh, put me in a different mind state, and probably the only thing I don't really listen to. Well, no, there's a few things I don't listen to. I think it's pretentious to listen to like classical music, like while you're creating. I think it's <laughs> I would not want really? to listen to country music. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's weird, but um, so I, yeah, music does mean a lot to me, though. Kind of feel a little bit like um, too um, too fancy, too because you said the word pretentious. So yeah. it's like for that, you're like you feel like you're in a suit and you're not supposed to be that type right. of feeling. Like, what the fuck am I doing? This isn't me. Get out of here imposter syndrome type thing yeah for sure right yeah that makes sense that's interesting about the pop music though all right so i listen to a lot of metal um mm-hmm. i i do listen to um things like dark wave synth wave um uh, like 80s ish shit um so i i don't have a problem with electronic music at all um usually it's esoteric uh-huh. it's it takes kind of right. like digging through the crates and people People sometimes appreciate it. At other times, people are like, what the fuck are you listening to? And they just want to listen to what's on the radio. But typically, right. I don't like what's on the radio until it's not on the radio. Mm. And then I'll like it. Do you think that you feel that way because it's on the radio? Like, it's almost set up for failure because of the fact that it's on the radio? It feels too mainstream mm-hmm. to you? Yeah, I've never really identified too much with... Um, it's like, it's an empty kind of... Uh, you know, just kind of happy-go-lucky, like, we're making music just because, like, I mean, to me, it's it's just never, uh, never connected. Mm, I get that. I can understand it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you play your, these, the, the metal, so to, mm-hmm. so do you play that when you're, like, doing creating, like, when you're painting, yeah. because you get yeah. into that zone? It's in my head. Oh. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if I turn it off um i do everything to it um right yeah everything so, so you have music going on in your head a lot of times mm-hmm. of your day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like you're not even playing it. it's just like right it, it gets sometimes a little a little annoying Over- it's like yeah mm-hmm. just got the power chords in, in my head all day do you ever feel that? Well, like, no, usually what happens is like I get sick of not hearing it, but hearing it in my head. So I'm like, let's just hear it for real. And I put it on. Right. That's, that's, yeah. That's a good cure. Mm-hmm. That's a good cure. Do you plan before creating? 
depends. Um, there's there's two two stages um, to my create creativity, and one of them is definitely a no plan. Kind of, it, it, the planning is kind of just the freestyling, the free form, let it all kind of just go where it goes. Um, that's usually like funner because then you get when you start like actually narrowing down what you're doing and you know making it more like concrete solid not changing it anymore um it starts to get like rigid all the possibilities kind of um have been you know decided and i still enjoy making art at that point but um Mm -hmm. yeah no so it's so it's both it's first Mm. you know the free form then then it's like it's planned so of course it's right because to make really good art, you do have to plan it. You do have, but you also have to experiment. You have to, you know, kind of feel, you have to feel it out as you go. I guess the same thing is yeah. true about like rapping and, um, you know, writing lyrics. Mm. You just kind of got to work it out sometimes. It speeds up the process for me if I um, talk with people about whatever it is. If it's, you know, the rhymes, if it's uh, the art I'm making, any feedback is like, because it'll not only inspire me, but it'll like kind of give me a different perspective so I can maybe fix things or whatever right it provides an insight like uh Mm -hmm. a lot of people lack picking that up you know they'll just take it as like a diss and then not grow (laughs) and Mm -hmm. that's debilitating you know if you are given the opportunity of an honest opinion then you're definitely able to at least have the insight doesn't mean it's correct but if that opinion continues and you can see hmm why do people get this from me? You know? Yeah. yeah. I think that all opinions are valid. I mean, it's not like, that, sure. like I could dis- yeah. disprove any of them or like that anyone's is any more important. Um, so I, I wouldn't tell somebody that they're wrong. Um, I might not necessarily see it their way more than the way I see it, but it, that's the challenge, right? You don't want to just, like you said, you don't want to be stuck only in your way of seeing things that's detrimental to your development. Right. Absolutely. What piques your interest in your favorite subject matters, which are your Myers Briggs and the conspiracies? So it's kind of like a loaded question there for you. Uh, I, I guess uh, the dark side of the human soul. Like it's, it's, I mean, I'm not trying to be like that typical weirdo who's into serial killers and whatever, but you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the, the more i guess the less um glamorous side of humanity like it's it's in all the bizarre stuff i'm into like right there's this there's a thread you know it's it's not just personality but it's kind of like um how the human uh fits into this environment the environment that created him and how he's creating his environment so that fascinates me how how systems work as far as um, you know people and and their choices and I'm really into psychology and philosophy, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess it would be abnormal psychology. It's like mm-hmm. I that was going to be one of my questions was to ask you, like, who was one of your favorite philosophers? But then I would be assuming that you were into philosophy, which I kind of was without knowing. So I was like, mm. for sure, and I didn't add that question. But maybe like, who who comes to the top of your head when you hear that? Socrates, Socrates is the the really? father of all philosophy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the best. 
He created mm-hmm. Plato, and Plato created Aristotle, and yeah. Aristotle created right. everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, literal father. Yeah, uh, modern day philosophers. I like uh, Chuck Palahniuk, who wrote Fight Club. He's really awesome. Oh. Not a name I know. Good, good little Jim there. Got mm, he's my favorite writer. Favorite writer, Chuck Palahniuk. He's awesome. Chuck Palahniuk. Oh yeah, Palahniuk sounds like like you know colonic, but it's spelled really weird. P A H L U I K or something like that. All right, conspiracies. Why? What piques your interest for the conspiracies aspect? I think that um, people, some people will accept some some aspects of conspiracies um Mm -hmm. but for the most part i'm 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 really into how you get to a point and then people write you off or they write the Mm. idea off they say it's way too far out and you'll see a lot of people kind of like turn their brains off um because Mm. of cognitive dissonance but but for those people that um you know aren't discouraged by a little rethinking right like um right you can you can really start getting like wacky because once you get those people kind of out of the picture and you're left with uh-huh. just the people who are really open-minded who really oh. are willing to see the patterns and um and consider even things that are you know awful um nobody right. wants to think about pedophile rings in hollywood but that shit's fucking real like the right. fact that most people just won't you know take it serious it's just um i think this is how like honestly conspiracies like um how they're perpetuated because they're never looked into like they're never really um, like refuted or, or proven because so many people just refuse to take it serious. I think mm-hmm. that's fascinating. Let me ask you a side question. Are you creating right now? Are you painting? No, I made sure to not be doing anything. Just... I hear a lot of like rustling and it's kind of high, but in my mind, I was creating you with like a big fat magic marker or something. It's kind of how it sounds. It's like, how's that? A bit. Oh, it's. Fuck, it's my stubble. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Well, um, think about it again. What piques your interest in conspiracies? Okay, conspiracies. They're peddled by people who are open-minded, and then you get to a point where even open-minded people can't... They can't fathom, so they they just uh, kind of tune out. They're, you see them glaze over, mm. and they take some parts of it serious. But mm-hmm. overall, it, it's a... Uh, you get to a point where you can kind of just say anything because like the only people who are left, you know, to hear the conspiracies at that point are really hardcore, like, you know, um, revolutionary, like, uh, you know, um, insurrectionists or whatever, like they want to storm the Capitol building people, Mm. um, anarchists, you know, punk piss, you know, piss drunk punks and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like just these kind of people, whatever, like, um, yeah, some of them actually do want to see that, but, um, I, I find it like so freeing to not have to. Um, there's no judgment from these people. So they're willing really to entertain anything. Anunnaki, fucking ancient right. aliens, uh, flat Earth. It gets yeah. It gets silly, and and I know that I don't believe in like um, nearly. You know, I don't believe in most of these things, but I do like mm-hmm. to uh, explore it, and I like talking with open-minded people. Done and done. Number six. What subject matters do you have a low tolerance for? Like you're, you're taking it in maybe even here on stereo and you're just going to swipe right off of it. Dislike it like, whoa. Mm-mm. There, there are a few, um, a few 
I, I guess you would say uh, minority groups whose views uh -huh. are racist in a way that I feel is um, it's intellectually dishonest. It, there's a lot of um, taking credit for other cultures and stuff. Like, I don't like that stuff. Like if I hear, mm. I mean, if any um, group or whatever um, demographic, you know, denigrating another one or trying uh -huh. to discredit or um, basically just diminish I mean, you can be proud of your race or your group or your religious affiliation or whatever it is, you know, your sex, your whatever you right. identify as, like, without throwing shit at the other guy, you know, you just, you know, take pride in what you are, what you do, and right. uh, don't don't make it all about, you know, tearing down, you know, another group. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a good answer. Number seven, when you get very upset and you're fucking pissed. What helps you get back on track? Um, doing something I regret. <laughs> like what? Get, like, like punching like a fucking, wall? Well, no, not that violent. But um, when you're in, <laughs> you know, you get on a tear and then you don't mm -hmm. care. And then you start being careless. And then you do something that you regret. Like you spill something. Or mm. you, you find yourself doing something that you just did. And you're like, because you're oh. so pissed, you're just kind of like, not really thinking mm -hmm. is kind of like going into autopilot. And then once you reach that point of fuck what I do that, yep. that brings you and puts you back on track. Yep. Oh. Oh. Or I guess okay. sometimes when you're about to do something stupid and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Like you yeah. might think about it, but you know that that's how you get back on track in a way. I mean, even though it's not... Mm -hmm uh conventional it's not what the books would tell you to do subconsciously you're aware that in order for you to calm the fuck down and get back on track you have to do some kind of act that will put that feeling in place it's like okay i regret doing so and then mm -hmm. boom you you can find yourself back on track after that like the decline starts to happen of the anger yeah um also i mean i know that um when i was younger i didn't think too much about like you know how i impacted other people but that's mm -hmm. also something that'll kind of put put it all into perspective if i hurt someone's feelings um mm. and i'm like time to reflect you know right right and then after you reflect uh do you have a tendency to like go back to the person with the reflection or just kind of like keep it pushing. Yeah, I like to apologize um, when when at all possible. Um, depends on how how guilty I feel. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because not everything. I mean, I feel like apologies can sometimes be overrated mm -hmm. and kind of empty at times. You know what I mean? It's like eh, those aren't necessary once you understand the true. Uh, what's going on behind the scenes you know what i mean if you break it down it's like i already get it but a lot of people do feel that it's necessary so sometimes we have to give it to them for their their yeah whatevers well, <laughs> whatever that I, is. I definitely i like um so what can i say about like you know false apologies um i i don't i don't do false apologies i don't accept false apologies um yeah but I, it took it took a while for me to kind of get to a place where 
all all I was doing is is the sincerity because you know I, I know what you're saying that you could say you're sorry not really mean it and, and it's empty words um mm -hmm. that's why it's more important that like that you demonstrate it like because you can send out mixed signals like as you apologize and that that ruins your apology but right. if you show it as you say it and you mean it and you know you change whatever needs to change like that's what that's what an apology is supposed to be right right i would agree number eight do you talk to strangers or do you keep in your lane and avoid it at all cost mm. yeah i uh i think it depends Hmm. What I guess it depends where I am, what I'm doing. Um, I do. Let's say you're in like line. Chatting up strangers. Um. I, huh. A lot. Let's say you're in a long line, and mm. there's people in front of you, people behind you. Are you just staying in your phone? Um, or no, I, I usually like I. I'm standing it in such a way that I'm I'm ready for anything. Like I'm not distracted or not paying attention. I'm watching the the you know, the moving conveyor belt. I'm, mm. I'm definitely, you know, creating the bubble, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just, um, I think that when you're in public and especially like kind of surrounded by people you don't know or kind of forced into close, you know, spaces, like mm -hmm. you should be aware, you shouldn't be distracted. Um, yeah. And maybe that's because like, you know, a nervousness or a defense mechanism, mm -hmm. but um at the same time, like, you know, me in my cat-like cat -like readiness is somewhat mm -hmm. nervousness, um, a defense mechanism. But I do think that uh, I'm ready, like, for uh, if somebody's moving forward, if somebody, like, excuse me, or whatever. It's like, if someone gives me a smile, like, I'm not, you know, a million miles away. But I'm not trying to start a conversation either because right. I'm not going to be there long. And, and I, I'm not right. going to pretend to, like, super care about this person, you know. I'm, I'll be kind. But, yeah, I'm not going to be like, hey, you're my new best friend. Right. Oh. Number nine, what do you prefer doing alone? Mm -hmm. Working out. Mm. <laughs> Good. Really feel like somebody's around us is kind of like uh, now we're it's now aware of each other, and it's right. it's just it's not popping. Um, what else? Um, mm. what about leisurely? Well, working out can be leisure, but like um cooking cooking mm, mm. yeah yeah because you don't want people you you're the one cooking you don't mm. want people saying actually i do it like this let me show you a trick <laughs> you mm. know and it's like no i'm the one cooking hold on actually if you add a little bit of this and it's like what the fuck is it kind of like that or is it like yeah i'm not in my zone yeah, mm -hmm. I'm a control freak, and um, I, I've, if it turns out to be a shit meal, I want to know like where it went wrong and why. And oh yeah, you know. um, right. Collaborations are, are difficult in that way because um, the success, right, depends on both parties doing mm -hmm. what they needed to do. And if the communication isn't like, I mean, you see it all the time in like um, any uh, kitchen show. It's like it's really hard to communicate like as like you know, I guess chefs and whatever like it takes like a like a hierarchy like the head chef and a sous chef and a you know like a line right. cook it goes all the way down but um everybody has I got like their own like that. i don't want i don't want to i don't want to be like someone's boss in the kitchen you know right understand that cool 
Number 10. How long have you been freestyling? Even if it's all been like silly fuckery, you know, like how long has it been? I first, like I first started trying to freestyle, I guess like when I was a kid around like Mm -hmm. ninth grade, did I kind of entertain the idea that I could freestyle and like they were really bad um, freestyles. I mostly just, they were one syllable and I, I just kind of like would try to, I don't know, fit in for a quick second and then, you know, bow out. Um, right. But I had, a, I had a friend in ninth grade and he was really good at, really good at freestyling and he had like, you know, he like showed me all the hip hop styles and, um, and then, so that's where I kind of started taking it more serious, but I didn't write anything for another 10 years. Um, but I didn't really start taking freestyling serious until 2005, I want to say 2006. Hmm. Um, and uh, my girlfriend at the time, her little brother was really into hip hop and, and he was willing to freestyle with me. So we, we would, you know, goof off and come up with stupid right. metaphors about nacho cheese or whatever. And, <laughs> right. um, and so, you know, but, but I kind of would always like in my head think like, you know, oh man, when I get back, you know, when, when we all like uh, get back in the sites, we're going to be like, dang, bro, you've improved. Uh-huh. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's inevitable when you just, if, well, for the most part, you continue to freestyle, you continue to improve and like the words can come a lot quicker to you and mm. you yeah. can find the words to rhyme with it, etc. Yeah. yeah. So you say early on, eighth grade, is that what you said? Or eight? Yeah, around then. I remember like mm-hmm. little one-liners like, I beat your mom in the mouth and then I moved down south. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Any of your like freestyles? Did you ever write any rap or anything and like kind of recall some of your younger silly shit? Yeah, um, like I can remember like 10th grade. I tried to write something and it was like halfway rock, halfway um, mm. rap, and it was altogether bad. So I what inspired some, that? Um, the half and half. Finger. Was it the? Uh, oh, oh okay. I used to listen to, you know, um, I used to listen like to the Walk This Way. Is what embarrassing I think shit. Of. Like, I mean, Lincoln Park is kind of embarrassing, mm. but mm-hmm. not as embarrassing as like. No, I'm embarrassed for you. Right, yeah, oh, whoa, whoa. Please. Limp Biscuit, that's offensive. I love Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Fred Durst. Yeah. He's the worst. And that is kind of that rock. You know, I didn't ever really think of it as like the rock, uh, hit, like rap, rock rap type thing. Rock kind rap, of yeah. like, um, wow. But I guess it kind of is to an extent. But I would never call Fred Durst a rapper. But then yeah. what the fuck is he? though he's not a rapper he's just a performer of sense yeah yes he's a, he's a hat model so yeah because they were doing like the papa roach was kind of doing the same thing yeah i feel like nobody really did it right i mean maybe lincoln park somewhat but it, it, yeah. as a genre it really just you know never delivered um but right. now it's like a total shame it's like almost like what hair metal was like so that generation oh, my. right you're right where people, yeah, realer than a $3 bill, y'all. <laughs> Number 11. So you got the opportunity to learn a new skill that you've never really tried, but it raises your interest. What is mm-hmm. it? 
Hmm. Welding. Like, mm. metal sculptures. I knew it. I could envision, like, even taking a lot of dif- different shit that's, like, scrap metal and you're just creating it into, like, some badass sculptures. Yeah. yeah. Um, with metal, I think that that's totally acceptable. Um, I don't like trash art, but I think that if it's, you know, oh, no. of steel right. welded, it's, like, that's beautiful. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Would you paint it? Or let the... No, I'm not sure. Maybe powder coat right. it. <laughs> right. Yeah, that would probably be better. Um, I guess it would like probably depend on what the finished product was. <laughs> like a lowrider. Yeah. Yeah, with like pinstripes, <laughs> like a mural of like an Aztec princess on it. That'd be dope. Oh, that would be sick. <laughs> uh, 12. What's your dream car with detail? Where are you driving Ooh. and what music's fucking playing? Um, shit. Well, it, yeah, it'd probably be like a, like, um, shit. Wow. Because I wouldn't want an SUV. It'd be some sort of truck, maybe a, mm. maybe a Raptor, a Ford Raptor. Um, but then it kind of screams little dick energy. I, but I do, but I need to, I need a four wheel drive. I need a womp. I'm going to have to okay. haul a fucking refrigerator or something. So this I, is your dream car. Yeah. My dream car would be a fucking, like is to haul a refrigerator or truck yeah i mean this is good okay yeah you want like i'm picturing what color what color is it murder murdered out okay what color is that all black tint all black windows. i see what you're saying black it out absolutely is this a huge truck big oh yeah motherfucker small you said little dick energy so that's what <laughs> that's what but I'm thinking. Because I'm gonna there's a lot to, of that in I'm Florida. Gonna have to run people over and stuff. Yeah, that's no. Now we're I'm doing GTA. If, if it wasn't like a like a ideal situation, I probably would rather have a chauffeur drive me around. I don't really mm. driving in Los sure. Angeles isn't. I mean, you need a car to get around, and yet it's it's overrated. You don't really want to spend well, time in traffic. That's fair, but part of the question was where are you driving this dream car, right? Like, where do you want to be driving mm, it that's PCA. not Los Angeles? I'm going up and down the coast. Mm-hmm. And oh, what shit. what I'm music? Car. No, I'm getting a dude. I'm getting a <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yes, yes. Lambo doors. Oh no 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 no! I'm driving an Abrams tank, and um, it's. Oh wow. It's, and I'm playing um, uh, Enya, oh. Sail Away. All right, I, how fast are you driving it? I need to know. What's your speed oh, like? Oh, neck. Oh, yeah, my. What's the, the fastest you've the ever wheel? gone? Um, like 120. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not living. You got me like, beat. Right, right, I right. Oh, really? I know. Yeah, you got me beat. I'm 110. When you start going that fast, it's like, it's ridiculous. It's like it's shaky. It's a little bit mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you start a different part of your mind kicks in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, you start declining the speed. You got, yeah. You got to drive like, <laughs> like almost like with your chest to the wheel, like super alert of everything around you. Cause 
right? You have to hold both hands. You're not just kicking it with one hand. That's for damn sure. No. Yeah. Yeah, And you do have your chest to the wheel. Absolutely. Number 13 is pretty fun. Um, I want you to open up your Instagram feed. All right. So I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking that's the Raiders suck. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tylenol lawsuit against, uh, for autism. Uh, that's interesting. Um, was this, uh, exacto knife. It's cool. Um, a dude's going to jump into a giant. Oh, wait, wait, I'm not supposed to describe. Okay. Um, flabby. Yeah, Weird. not necessarily, um, but you can, if you want, it doesn't matter, but you don't mm, have to by any means. I'm like, um, a PTSD study. How do they know I have that? Ask. <laughs> uh, all right. Now I'm looking at a, a diagram of erect penises. That's cool. Um, <laughs> wow. It says if you're scrolling through your timeline, trying to distract yourself from something you don't want to think about, or you're looking for a sign, it's it's going to be okay. Just breathe. You're alive and you matter. See, I'm gonna unfollow whoever the fuck this yeah. is because I don't I don't, yeah. need, I don't need that in my life. I agree that I I support that a hundred percent. That's an instant unfollow. And then there's lots of fight. There's lots of people punching each other. Mm-hmm. And what does that? What's your thought when you see that? Um, I, occasionally I wince. Um, uh-huh. I'm not I'm not completely desensitized to it, but yeah, it sometimes gets my motor running. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Depending on how good it is, I mean. Yeah. Everyone's got a camera yeah. and people are never going to stop fist fighting. So when you're going over your Instagram feed, do you find like yourself entertained, annoyed, a balance of that? Um, <laughs> um I'm trying to like uh, keep up with like, um, you know, people I follow, friends or whatever. Um, uh-huh. So yeah for maybe like the first five minutes it's cool or whatever but then it becomes very like the same and uh, mm. <clears throat> at that point either go like to the the search tab or the discover tab um, uh-huh. or i'll search for something like specific um right but that's i don't scroll anymore like i like i used to just scroll for hours mm-hmm. they're going like video clips and reels and right. i used to love instagram because it was like the photo like is where you'd put right. your photos, you know, your mm-hmm. one picture. Now it looks like TikTok. Right. Number 14. What little gems do you see in those who inspire you? Hmm. Hmm. inspires me? Who the fuck inspires me? Um, it's like, I'm inspired by people who are like kind of confident, almost in a reckless way with their with their creativity um mm. so they take the risks that are you know they either really pay off or they you know blow up in your face but there's just something mm-hmm. like really inspiring to me like um when somebody commits and they just kind of go all in right whether that's like just put a big old splash on the canvas because it's like you think about it it's like well i think about it, i'm like this motherfucking paint's expensive it can't just uh-huh. fuck around but right but I, I really but they do it confidently. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. it up. Yeah. yeah. And it's like almost sometimes that confidence of the person, the energy of the creator is what makes 
the piece depending on whatever it is medium wise but like it makes the piece that much more um like deep or like like maybe like if you know you have a a, a child who threw a bunch of paint on a canvas it wouldn't be the same as if someone who like is you know, an inspiration, confident, has like a background through it on there, right? But if you put it side by side, the unknowing eye, you think it's the same. Yeah, so the energy uh, um, is important in that. Yeah, it's that, uh, the confidence. And when you see somebody doing something like so confidently, like you can almost picture yourself doing the same. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. are times when I'm inspired by how bad something is or how simple it appears. And I think to myself, mm. I could do that. Um, right. But th that happens less. Usually it's, it's the first thing. Right. I think a lot of us see things and think, oh, I could do that. But they don't realize uh, what it takes to get to the point to be able to do that. And it hit right. You know what I mean? And it actually like be something, you know, because just like the painting, like the kid could do that, throw it on there, but it took a lifetime of other shit for that artist to get to a level where now you can just throw paint on a fucking canvas and it be that. And people mm -hmm. don't see that and think of it as way more fucking simplistic than, <laughs> than what's real. I think that they might. Um, I'd compare it to maybe like, um, like a like a, a seasoned rapper, who can mm. come into the studio, like you know, like you know, grab a post-it pad, write mm -hmm. some like write quick fucking bars and and literally kill it, and then just leave right. whatever. Whereas somebody else might, you know, be in the studio for hours and hours and hours just trying to get it right. But oh, like yeah. you said, there's all the work that's um, that you don't see because all the years that that person was practicing and you know mm -hmm. getting their craft you know, perfecting mm -hmm. their craft. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Number 15. Let's say you gave yourself a goal to work on a project for an entire year. You're, you're just going to be like grinding yeah. hard as fuck. In mm -hmm. 365 days, what would be released onto the world from worm? Mm. Yeah, like probably um, a new a new collection body of mm. work, like a acrylic paintings on large canvases um, mm. you know like really really representing um something like um something that like uh holds together like thematically like it has a theme um yeah and i'm not really sure like um, what color palette i would go with um right. but or, or really what the subject matter would be but that's basically what i would do I feel like I feel like it probably over the course of a year it would probably evolve from what you definitely start out at. It's it's going to be completely different from what you thought day one on the last day. I mean, I, I yeah, don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm cool with improv. Like, I'm always going to adjust as you know mm -hmm. I need to, and I don't mind it because I kind of. I plan or allow for that. I never think that things are going to go according to plan exactly. Yeah. Um, and right. things do change, right? Absolutely. You'd be setting yourself up for failure if you didn't take that 
on. <laughs> like, that's a very important aspect. It's going to. You're guaranteed it. Number 16. Have you ever performed live? I've performed live at parties. I've done mm-hmm. karaoke, like, a handful mm-hmm. of times. Um, last time I was on stage was, um, how long ago was that? Uh, about a year ago. Um, I was on stage with my guy, Ladin, and, um, and Noah Oh, Step- shit. Noah Stepro. Ladin, yeah, Ladin from here? Yeah. Damn, that's and, um, Yeah, he was, uh, he was fucking around on his MPC, and uh, Noah Stepro, who's a professor and a uh, a checkmarked stereo guy. He's not on here anymore. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he was, um, you know, he invited me to come through or whatever. And he played, he played drums and some other dude was on keyboards. And I was just like, it was pretty, oh, pretty chill. And I just freestyled on stage. Damn. And they were freestyling too. It was just like, yeah, yeah. We, it was total. Uh, let's fuck around. And, and how, how many people were in the audience, would you say, or at the, at the place? listening taking um, like not more than a hundred but uh-huh. i'd say more closer to like 50 or something like that like can you easily go back to that time and kind of revisit the energy a little or yeah oh yeah uh-huh. man these guys these cats were like um like the rock that they played or whatever it was like um i don't know how to explain it. they're like band kids in a way like you could kind of feel this like this positive uh you know collaborative energy um, but it was like, you know, just super like, like, well, at least amongst them, because this is the first time like I had met most of them, but they knew each other and they're just, they're switching instruments. Like, hey, you, you play, the, you play my instrument. I'll play yours. Hey, okay. It's like, they're right. like all multi-talented and shit. And right. So I like that kind of energy that it's like synergy. And it is. That's exactly right. 17. What do you think of the word competition? I think no competition mm. Mm. yeah i think uh, i think of um you know the urge like the, this drive to dominate and to right. subjugate and humiliate uh-huh. yeah you feel like there is an urge or there is no urge yeah no that. there is there is you want to hands down like you know make the statement you can't look like a right pig. right you know, you want it to be memorable. You, you definitely mm-hmm. don't want to barely fucking do something and, and then you lose your title. And so I think of competitions right. as like, it's something that can mean something in the long run, but it's, it's just the beginning of like a war. It's like the first shot. Yeah. And now that you, now that you're at the top, you gotta, you gotta stay at the top. Mm, I, I love, that's I'm a hard task. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very competitive. I don't mind competitiveness. I actually think no. it brings out the best in me. Um, while mm. other people, I understand they, they're not competitive. They'd rather, you know, cooperate and be agreeable and mm-hmm. whatever, but this doesn't bring out the best in me. No, because I feel like it, it creates like a drive, right? Like mm. the competition, you might not have gone nearly as hard on something if there wasn't mm-hmm. someone over there to like really drive that fucking, no, I know what the fuck I'm capable of type shit. Yeah, it's healthy. It's healthy. Yeah, I'm egotistical. I think like, who do you think you are? You going to right. compete with me? I'll show you. And it's like right. it's really weird. But right. uh, but I do love the competition. I love, you know, like because I wouldn't want a world where there is no competition. Um, mm. 
I enjoy it. Right. There would be no fucking drive, probably no sports, definitely a lot less music. Jeez, uh, that's just like right off the top. There'd be such a boring world without competition, actually. Mm. Mm-hmm. Never thought of it like yeah. that. 18, what are you low-key obsessed about? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm... I'm I'm obsessed with this Play-Doh game for whatever reason or platform. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, I play these games that are meaningless, completely meaningless. And I'm, I'm just obsessed with with the uh, ranking in the leaderboard. And mm-hmm. I don't even know, like I'm like I'm gonna win something at the end of this, but I'm like not. It's just a waste of time. But you're, um, but it, you feel that obsession from that a little bit, like. Oh, uh, well, I'm obsessive just... about nearly everything. Um, <laughs> I get into that's like rocks geology go rock hounding mm. fucking build walls out of these rocks fucking mm-hmm. figure out a way to like dry stack walls like i'm a fucking pilgrim teach myself how to do mosaics out of ceramic oh, tile damn that'd be sick yeah no I, I, I did that and i like i really enjoy doing things like to the extreme like i don't want to you know just kind of do something that's kind of oh this is kind of cool i saw this diy thing so i did this and that's right. like i wanted to really be you know like damn like that's dope mm. i get that do you find yourself like getting bored with it eventually and like it comes kind of alertly and then you just put it down and do you go back <laughs> ever yeah um so to finish things like i basically have to you know uh, attack it like here and there and and just try to like consistently come back to it because I can't like just, you know, set myself to do it like all in one day or all in two days. And like, I know some people would, but mm-hmm. for me, it's like, it's really hard to, um, I guess it is like an ADD thing, but, um, mm. but I've found that if I force myself to do that, it's like, it really takes the fun out of it. I'll like, I'll start to lose focus and then I'll fuck it up or something like that. So um, I'd rather just do it as I, as it feels right. You know? Yeah. Yep. Cool. 19. Tell me some wise words that you've held on to. Let us see. Let us see. What are my wise words? Um, don't pet the sweaty things. Don't sweat the petty things. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, no matter where you go, there you are. That's a good one. I don't know where I heard it, but it kind of explains how, you know, you might think, Oh, I'll, I'll leave town or I'll, uh, I'll start fresh somewhere new, but it's like, wherever you go, there you are. And that's, that's what you got to keep in mind. Like your problems follow you. And even if you didn't have the same problems, you'll have very similar problems soon. I guess my father told me uh, it's better to be alone than in bad company. That kind of stuck with me. Uh, uh, mm. That is true. That's about all. That's about all. I mean, I like that. No, I think that's perfect. It's better to be alone than to be in bad company. God. Ugh. Yeah. Bad company can just make you fucking not inspired, right? It can make you feel real nasty. Your energy's fucked. But then if you're alone, you can build yourself up. You know, you can do your own shit. You can get in your own zone. And you're not even judging yourself. Well, maybe. But, like, you know. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Perfect. Number 20, we're here, our favorite one. 
What is the conspiracy that you believe is true and why? Okay. I believe, I believe that 9-11 was an inside job. That's not very fucking exciting, right? Like, but mm. um, I, I think that it's part of a larger conspiracy. I know that currently there's like a lot of people talking about like Jews and like the Jews are doing this. It's like, it, it is connected to some Judaism, but I'm not saying that all Jews are benefiting or that all Jews are doing this, but um, it connects to a larger conspiracy of um, like uh, money, basically currency. And, um, you know, we used to have things that were worth something, you know, our furniture mm. was worth something, our houses were, were worth something. Um, you know, mm -hmm. cars lasted a hundred years. Um, and slowly everything, including the money has become worthless. Like pennies mm -hmm. aren't even made of copper anymore. Um, mm -hmm. we're not even allowed to own gold technically. Um, mm. so we don't really have anything of value. What we call, you know, currency is really just, it's just paper. And, um, right. I've seen that happen in my lifetime. I remember coins used to be like all over the place, cash. And now it's like, uh, people don't even have cards now. It's like, I'm just gonna just tap my cell phone. There we go. Yeah. Yep. It's so yeah. true. I mean, we never see our money. It, does, it doesn't exist. Do you see um, what's going on with cryptocurrency? Like, um, you know, two years ago, it was like huge. People were making fortunes off it supposedly, but in mm -hmm. the last maybe six months, it's like just been nothing but like loss, loss, loss. Like, um, did you foresee that? I did. I saw it as a bubble, like a bubble, like the dot-com bubble. But um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of fucking, um, a lot of things going on, like with, you know, China and the war and whatever, Russia. And it's really mm -hmm. hard to disambiguate what is, you know, the lies they're telling us, like, to keep us funding Ukraine. And what is like, you know, people who are just, you know, fucking nutty, <laughs> who are right. uh, choosing to put two things together for no reason. Um, I know that in between there's some truth there. It's like Jeffrey Epstein probably was Epstein. Um, mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton and her, whatever, her uh, campaign manager probably were into human trafficking. There's just so many things. Oh, man, the leaked emails. Like, I don't want to say Pizzagate is something I believe in, but I do believe that there's something to it. I just, I, I can't say it's for sure the way that it's been reported. So... Um, from the conspiracies that you think are true, you go yeah. down like a big research rabbit hole or in like, how do you come to that conclusion? Um, like looking at, looking at how our society has developed, um, mm -hmm. how it's incrementally been, uh, like first it's okay. We're in a position where we we're to be trusted and then we're uh borrowing this or letting people know like hey you can't get your gold back and now nobody has gold nobody has anything of value now we don't even have rivers we don't even have water mm. um all all the things that we used to have basically are so scarce or so expensive um like anyone can become homeless um so i've seen right. like this complete like d dissolution of uh, our society in a, in a big way like not just like man versus woman um, but families, there's no more nuclear family. Um, people love animals more than they love each other. Mm. Um, water mm. is a right, man, dude. Water shouldn't be, uh, we shouldn't be charged for air and water. 
Um, mm-hmm. And for, you know, having as much money as the U.S. does, like, that um, so many people are homeless, to me, is just, like, a crime. It's ridiculous. Like, a government's mm. supposed to take care of its people. Wise words being spoken. We're million. Worm, thank you. You survived the 20 questions. Woo! Hey, you fucking did it. No, I had fun. Um, and I do think that um, it was good. It was good and okay. definitely, like, yeah. you're going to you're gonna take off from here because we're yes. putting you on the map baby that's what's yeah. up yeah you just made no. me famous oh, what i, uh, I can make you a wow. overnight twister to be able to rap fast like that is ridiculous no, it's, it's ridiculous too, it's too fast that's why he's a flash in the pen i can't believe he remembers mm. me. <laughs> of course i do incredible all right i'll, I'll see you around holla mm. Peace. Oh, fuck <laughs>